Have you ever heard of the woman the German secret police of World War II called the most dangerous of all Allied spies? I'm guessing not. Hi guys, and welcome back to What Happened in Between. Today we are going to be talking about a woman who was a World War II spy in enemy territory, a determined American woman who did it all with a prosthetic leg. It almost sounds like the plot of the book, but it's all true. Virginia Hall really was an accomplished spy who was the only woman to ever receive the U.S. military's Distinguished Service Cross. A display is dedicated to her at the CIA's Top Secret Museum in Langley, Virginia. She was the most highly decorated female civilian during World War II. So why haven't more people heard about Hall? A quote from Hall on the agency displays offers a good explanation. She said that many of her friends were killed for talking too much. But now, more than 70 years after her wartime exploits in France, and almost 40 years after her death, her story is finally being introduced to the public, and we get to hear it today. So let's get into the fascinating life of Virginia Hall. Through a lot of her life, especially her early life, she was rejected and belittled a lot. She was always dismissed as somebody who didn't have a lot of importance. Hall was born into a wealthy Baltimore family in 1906, and she was raised to marry into her own privileged circle. But she wanted adventure. She called herself capricious and cantankerous. She loved to hunt, and she once even went to school wearing a bracelet made of live snakes. Hall briefly attended Radcliffe and Bernard Colleges. Then she went to study in Paris and fell in love with France. She then decided to become a diplomat. She wanted to be an ambassador, but she got pushed back by the State Department. She applied several times. Hal did land a job at the U.S. consulate in Turkey, however, but while hunting birds, she accidentally shot herself in the foot. This eventually led to her left leg being amputated below the knee, and I'm sure this was very hard to deal with because she loved adventure so much. She was always out hunting and going on all these adventures, and she kind of like, now she has an amputated leg, but she still pursued through it all, which is what I really like. So her recovery was very long and painful, and she had to learn how to use a clunky wooden leg. But instead of letting this injury hold her down and disappoint her, this injury strengthened her resolve to do great things with herself. When World War II erupted and Nazi Germany invaded France, Hall volunteered to drive an ambulance for the French. France was soon overrun, forcing her to flee to Britain. A chance meeting with a spy put her in contact with British intelligence. After limited training, this one-legged American woman was among the first British spies sent into Nazi-occupied France in 1941. She posed as a reporter for the New York Post. This is where she started to be chased by the Gestapo as she did her spy work. In the early days, it was very dangerous, and a lot of members of her own spy network were being arrested and killed. Bahal was a natural spy, and she was always one step ahead of the German secret police. Virginia Hall, to a certain extent, was invisible, and she was able to play on that fact that none of the Germans early in the war thought a woman was capable of being a spy. So during this time, Hall operated in the eastern French city of Lyon. She initially stayed at a convent and persuaded the nuns there to help her. She then befriended a female brothel owner, and she received information from that lady uh, that French prostitutes gathered from the German troops. Hall organized French resistance fighters and provided them with safe houses and intelligence. This didn't go unnoticed, and the Germans soon realized that they were after a limping lady. So Hall constantly changed her appearance. 
She could be four different women in the space of an afternoon with four different code names. The man in hot pursuit was none other than the Gestapo's infamous Klaus Barbie, known as the Butcher Leon, for the thousands in France tortured and killed by his forces. Barbie ordered wanted posters of Hall that featured a drawing of her above the words, The Enemy's Most Dangerous Spy, We Must Find and Destroy Her. It's kind of interesting because at the beginning of the war, they didn't even think a woman would be capable of being a spy, and now she is their most dangerous spy, apparently. It's pretty interesting. The Nazis appear to be closing in on Hall around the end of 1942. She narrowly escaped to Spain, embarking on a harrowing journey that included walking three days for 50 miles in heavy snow over the forbidding Pyrenees Mountains. This is just so crazy to me because I've done some backpacking, and in the dead of winter with a prosthetic leg she had to drag behind her, it's just crazy that she was able to make this journey, which from the accounts we have was pretty like intense, and it's just a miracle that she made it out of that. But it's not shocking because she was a pretty tough lady. So when Hall reached Spain, she was arrested because she didn't have an entrance stamp in her passport. But she was released after six weeks and made her way back to Britain. She soon grew restless and wanted to return to France, but the British refused, fearing it was too dangerous for her. At the same time, the Americans were ramping up their own intelligence service, the Office of Strategic Services, which had virtually no presence in France. So the OSS, just to clarify, it was kind of like the precursor to the CIA. So during this time, it was called the OSS. But when you think about it, it's just basically the same thing as the CIA. So the Americans needed Hall because, like I just said, they didn't have a presence in France. Yet the Nazis were everywhere, and it was making it very difficult for them to operate and Hall especially, because they knew about her. So she went to really extreme lengths. She got some makeup artists to teach her how to draw wrinkles on her face. She also got a scary London dentist to grind down her American teeth so that she looked like a French milkmaid, which (laughs) is dedication, guys, dedication. Hall's second tour in France in 1944 to 1945 was even more successful than the first. She called in airdrops for the resistance fighters who blew up bridges and sabotaged trains. They reclaimed villages well before Allied troops advanced deep into France. At its peak, Hal's network consisted of some 1,500 people, including a French-American soldier, Paul Goyot, who would later become her husband. The British and the French both recognized Hall's contributions in private. President Harry Truman wanted to honor Hall at a public White House ceremony, but Hall declined, saying that she wanted to remain undercover. William Donovan, the OSS chief, gave Hall the Distinguished Service Cross, making her the only civilian woman to receive one in World War II. Hall's mother was the only outsider present at the ceremony. Many think that she was America's greatest spy, of World War II, which is pretty awesome. So I wanted to look in like, it's so cool that she did all this during the war. So I was like, what did she do after? Because, I mean, she probably wanted to stay involved with everything. So she actually joined the newly formed CIA, which succeeded the OSS. And she worked there for 15 years, mostly at the headquarters. However, these were not her happiest days. She thrived on adrenaline, of the adrenaline of acting independently in the field during wartime. So now that she was part like of a high level of the CIA, she was mostly sitting behind a desk, which is 
very in character for her, in my opinion, because she was such an adventurous woman. So it doesn't surprise me at all that she would want to be out in the field. So Howell, she retired in 1966, and she never spoke publicly, actually. She died in 1982 in Maryland, and her story was still confined to the intelligence community for a really long time. Only a few years ago did it really become available to the public, and people were really, like, you know, impressed with her story, and, like, especially as a woman during that time um, who just struggled through so much and was still able to do such great things. Um, And so, like, a lot of people have been really fascinated. There's been a few books written about her recently, and there's been talk of a movie in the works about her life. But something funny about this whole situation is something that I read in an interview uh, with Virginia's niece is that she would not have liked all the attention she's getting. So I just thought it was super cool and kind of added to her whole mythology is that, you know, she did all these amazing things and she never really wanted to be recognized for them. Anyways, thanks for joining me again today to talk about the fascinating life of Virginia Hall. This has been What Happened In Between. (laughs) 